Sefer HaMitzvah, this is the prohibition number 11. Um, the Mitzvah 11, here is the HaMitzvah Yudalov, is HaMazhara, she's Har Nu Milasis Matseva. That's, we've been warned not to make a Matseva. Uh, Matseva is an elevated place, an elevated area, usually a stone, they put as a Matseva. Monument, basically, it's like a monument. She's kapsuei lovi chabdu. People gather to it. They honor, they honor the monument. It's usually maybe a statue or maybe some kind of other monument. I feel nasis lavid Hashem. Even if you make that uh, monument to serve God, so even the intention, but a monument is not acceptable, no matter what the matzeva. Now we're not take, talking about on a. Uh, on a grave where you put a monument on there, a stone to call the person. But we're talking about this is monuments that are meant to be honored, so they're honored. But we can even to honor for Hashem, can't do it. He calls the, the reason for all this is so that we shouldn't be serving God similar to the way the idol worshippers serve their gods. Because this is the way they would, the, the nations, when they would worship their idols, this is what they would do. They would build this monument or, uh, or these uh, stand up uh, places. And those that were worshipped, they placed them on it. So the monument or the stage area or whatever that matseva, that raised area, uh, that's something that they would use to put on top of it whatever idol they worshipped. So that whole area is, that whole scenario is something which Hashem doesn't want you to do. This is where Hashem says, maybe elevated, when he warned about this. This is a verse in Devarim, Tezayin Chobbeis, 1622. It says, that you shall not uh, raise for yourself a matzeva, this monument that God, your God, hates. That's the warning, the prohibition against it. One who violates this prohibition is Chayiv Malkus, is liable for lashes because uh, it's, it's not punishment, it's just a prohibition. There is no, um, any time when there is no specific... Uh, prohibition, uh, then the punishment becomes uh, becomes lashes. Mitzvah number 12. So, um, the Hashem also doesn't allow to bow down on these uh, formed uh, shaped types of stone floor. Uh, Abishter says not to bow to him also, on these, uh, in these, in this manner, and this is also in order not to uh, compare yourself to those who worship these idols. And uh, this was the nature. What they would do is they would uh, design uh, stones um, in front of those uh, idols that they would worship, and they would uh, sort of bow down on those. They would prostrate on those for the idols. So that's why the Torah says in Vayikra, Perik Chava Pasuk Aleph, Ve'even maskis le'sitnu ba'artzachem le'shtachvis aleha, not to give this formed stone in your lands to bow on it. And one who um, 
to prostrate on it. The one who transgressed this prohibition is liable for lashes. But the Sifra explains that when the Torah says, means you cannot just place it in any place of the land. So you cannot bow down on stones in any ordinary place. But you are permitted to bow down on stones in the base Hamikdash. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the tractate Megillah. Prohibition in the Sefer Mitzvah the Rambam, prohibition number 13, the Mitzvah Yud Gimel. The Mitzvah Yud Gimel is the warning that we have been warned not to plant any trees in the sanctuary, in the Beit HaMikdash, or next to the Mizbeach, the altar. Of course, the altar was outside of the Beit HaMikdash, uh, in the courtyard of in the Beit HaMikdash. So you can't plant trees to make it beautiful and uh, for niceness, to decorate. Can't use that. Even if one intends for the service of Hashem, can't do that. Why? Because this was the way the Avodah they were honored the Avodah they would plant nice trees that look good in their houses of worship. So this becomes already a custom, a tradition of Avodah We don't want to transfer that to the house of Hashem. We don't want it to the house of Hashem. Okay, on Shavuos, there's issues about that. You know, on Shavuos and other times, we do have plants. But over here, I mean, A, it's not the Mizbeach, and it's not, uh, and it's not that. And here we use it sometimes for a Mechitza, for other, for other situations. But, um, I mean, there is a discussion about that. And in Halacha, they rule that in today, uh, it's already been accepted not only as a tradition for the Goyim, it's, it's done at every uh, celebration, every chasana and everything else, so it's, 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 it's discussed about it. I'm not going to go rule now because there is some controversy about that, but in the uh, fact is that in most places people will put uh, in the synagogue even, and let alone outside of the synagogue, like in the courtyard. And it's not the real Beit HaMikdash, of course. We're talking about here the real Beit HaMikdash, where there would be a prohibition, uh, clearly. But even in this, there is a discussion about that. But this is not the place right now. Um, this is based on the uh, saying that Hashem says in verse in Tvarim, chapter 16, verse 21. It says, Loisita kol Hashem don't plant for yourself an asherah, that's a worshipped tree, any tree next to the altar of God your God. One who violates this prohibition will be liable for lashes. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the Talmud of Tamid. And over there, it's explained that not only by the mezbeach, but the planting in all of the sanctuary would be Usser. Now here would be prohibited. And again, in the shul, we're not talking about planting or anything else. We're just talking about placing uh, plants and everything else. I just yeah. wanted to make that other, that additional distinction. Sefer HaMitzvah is the prohibition number 22, Mitzvah of Beis. This is the warning that we've been warned not to benefit from those ornaments that they beautify the Abed Zorah. And that is 
said by Hashem in the verse in the Varim Zayin Pasuch of Hey, Loisachmet Kesev Vizohav Aleihem. Don't lust silver and gold that is on them that is was used to beautify the Vedazora. In the Sifra, they explained that the uh, coverings of that was never did sipoy you. So like they have, a, let's say, a layer of gold around. That layer, that sipoy, is considered, if it w- that was worshipped, so you don't worship that sipoy, you're just worshipping the Avodah but that's just a covering for it. It's, so that is also Asur, and they leaned it on the verse that we said, Leisachmet, Kesev Ezov Don't lust the silver and the gold that's upon them. One who violates this prohibition will be liable for lashes. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the third chapter of Tractate Avodah Zorah. In the Sefer HaMitzvah number 25, Mitzvah HaChof Hei, the 25 prohibition. That is the warning that we would we were warned uh, that one should not add to his uh, to his ma- to his assets to his money that which was from avodazora. In other words, don't take and don't take anything. Don't enrich yourself. Don't become richer by using avodazora. But we must distance ourselves from the Avodah Zorah, from the houses of worship, and anything that is associated with the Avodah Zorah. That is based on the verse in Devarim, Perikzayim Pasuk Chavav, says, Veloisovi to'eva el beisecha. Do not bring the abomination into your house. That would be taking Avodah Zorah, their things, and bringing it home. One who benefits from anything of the Avodah Zorah would get lashes. The end of Makkah they explained uh, that one who would cook by using the wood of the Asherah, of a worship tree, would get two lashes. One, he would get lashes because the verse says not to bring you're bringing an abomination to your home. And number two, it also says that's a posik in Dvarim, Perikud Gimel, Posikud Ches. It should not connect in your hands anything. So, first, for bringing it home, I guess then using it, the fact that you're using the thing that means that's considered Yidbak Biyotcha Meuma. And the Rebbe said, the Rambam says, Hovein Zois, understand this. This mitzvah details have been articulated. In the third chapter of the Tractate of Avodah Zorah. Mission number 30 in the Sefer HaMitzvah of the Rambam. HaMitzvah HaMashlima Shloishim, the mitzvah that completes 30. This is a warning that we've been warned not to follow in the ways of these heretics of the, uh, and conducting understand uh, and, and uh, conducting ourselves and their traditions. We should not, even in our clothing, and even in the way in their gatherings, we should not follow them. That's based on the verse in Vayikra, Perikhov, Pasikhov Gimel. Um, over there, the Pasik states, 
ולא יסלחו בחוקס הגוי אשר אני משלח בפניכם. Do not go in the statues of the nations that I am sending away from before you. Don't follow in their traditions. So what does this mean? But first, this Rambam says, this prohibition has been duplicated further in, in Vayikra, in chapter 18, verse 3, Yudchez Gimel. Avdiro says, Uvechu koiseyem loiseylechu. And their statues and their ways and their laws, you shall not go. You should not follow. What does this mean? The explanation is, uh, I have not said this, but in the statues, chukiseyem, that have been sort of engraved for them and their parents, something in their traditions. The Sifra's language is, don't go in their statues. What does this mean? Don't go in their traditions, in those matters that have been sort of engraved by them. They don't. As for example, they have these tartiyos, karkisoyos, vahois, taratriyos. They used to have all these kinds of performances in which they would make various different gatherings. Uh, they would gather over there for worshipping in a big room and a big hall, various different styles. Uh, that was used for their worship. We're not allowed to do that, uh, use that for, for, for Hashem. Reb Meir says, this goes about, this talks about the various traditions of the Amorite which the sages have enumerated. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseda says uh, that uh, he says those were uh, letting the hair grow in, 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 in very different ways making uh, there was a special kind of a haircuts they would shave their head they would make it in different shaves different kinds of that was for the idol worship a Jew is not allowed to do that. Anyone who does any of these matters will be obligated, will be liable for lashes. The prohibition has also been, uh, this matter has been duplicated, the prohibition in another language. And that's in Devarim, Perik Yudbeis Posek Lamed. Over there it says, Yishomer Be very careful, be careful to yourself, lest you'll be stumbling after them. The language of the Sifri is, says, be very careful. It doesn't say, lo, don't. But it says, be careful. So the Sifri says, he shomer, if it ever says, be careful, that is a prohibition. If it says, pen, it's also. So when it says, he shomer, pen, both of these are. What does it mean to go be stumbling after them? It means that you might want to compare yourself and you want to do as they do. That is going to be a mokish, tenokish. Lest you stumble, meaning if you do follow them, that will be a stumbling for you. Don't say, since they are going out with purple, I'm going to go out with purple. You know, you're going to imitate them. Since they're going out bitlusin. I'm going to go at Tlusin too. Tlusin is a type of a 
uh, army uh, ornament that they use. And it's known, the, lang- the language in the prophets, in the book of the prophets, this is in Zephaniah, verse 1, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Val malbush And on all those who wear non-Jewish garments. Why is this so uh, important that we don't dress, we don't do, we don't haircut, everything? Why are we so distinguished? This is all in order to distance ourselves from them and to sort of degrade all their customs, even being dressed in them. I guess that's the way not to be tinokish, not to stumble in them, is by being amlevodot, to be a separate nation with different behaviors and different customs. This is all the details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the sixth chapter we're doing in the Sefer mitzvah. This is the mitzvah number, prohibition number 31. Ha-mitzvah halamed aleph. And this is a warning that we were warned not to do koisem. Koisem is sort of a fortune teller telling you, trying to figure out through sorcery uh, different things, which means the Rambam says uh, to arouse an, a, an, a, an estimation in some sort of trying to um, uh, to figure out, to arouse you to something before it happens, because all the powers of these fortune tellers that tell you what's going to happen before it happens it's not possible such a thing only because they have a power of estimation. They can, they have a, a good, you know, they, they, they can figure out and they can assume properly to estimate and most of the time it'll happen. That, Like if they know what's going to happen is it's just because they have a good sense of understanding what to expect, what the expectations is. So therefore, they can sense what will be. They will have an advantage, disadvantage, um, just like any other person may sometimes be advantageous or have a certain intuition or talent or something more than other people. So... Uh, their talent is to be able to sort of figure out now and estimate, imagine what's, they can imagine what's going to take place. But these people that have these powers uh, uh, to estimate, uh, it has to be, they must do something to sort of wake up that power in themselves to have it function, to do its functioning. Sometimes one will bang on a bed uh, on, on the ground with a stick. They bang with a stick on the ground constantly banging and they will yell out very strange things, screaming and they 
empty their thoughts and they do so for a period of time until they reach a level that they faint and then they can tell you what's going to be. And I have seen it, the Rambam says, in the West, in the inner West. There is another one who will throw small stones onto a sheet of, of leather and then he looks at great length and then he can tell you. And this is something which is very public knowledge in places that I have passed through. Other places there will be that they will throw belts out of long leather on the ground and they look at it and then they, they, they tell you. What is the intent in all these things is to arouse that particular strength, that power that they have. It's not that that thing itself, it's not that, that what they're doing does something or shows on anything. It just gives them, it helps them uh, be able to um, do uh, uh, to clearly imagine and see. This is the mistake of the people. Because when some of the uh, things that they say do become true, so they think that these actions that they did those are the ones that tell them what's going to take place. So this thing develops, it continues in the mistake, develops in the mistakes that people think that those acts themselves is the cause that that makes it be what it be. So not only it tells them, but that it causes what to happen, what happens. So as the imagination of those who are stargazers and they look at the stars and they think that the stars are the ones that cause these things. So anybody who does any act that would be doing from these acts or others, from anything that is custom in this way, that's called a koisim. A koisim is somebody who does these, these things. Hashem says, Lo You shall not have amongst you Anyone who is a koysem kisomim, that does this kisomim. The language of the Sifri is, who is a koysem? One who holds on the stick and it says, Shall I go? Shall I not go? That's a, that, and on this type uh, of, this was a very public kind of, uh, at the time, uh, that they would... Um, uh, do these kind of things, the prophet speaks of it and he says in Hosea Perigdamu Yudbeis, Ami Be'etzo Yishal Umakla Yagidloi. My nation is, is seeking advice and his stick tells him. Basically, the stick, they go by the stick, what to do. One who violates by doing an action, by doing this action, is liable for lashes, which means that just asking 
the koisim, just asking him, is also degraded, very degraded. But the prohibition of the love and the lashes would only come if one does an act with the koisim. And these laws have been articulated in many areas in the Talmud of Sanhedrin, in the Sefta, Shabbos, and in the Sifri. Uh, the prohibition number 32 in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, uh, this is the uh, 32nd mitzvah, this is the warning that we have been warning, we've been warned uh, not to do our actions, to orchestrate our actions based on the choosing of the time on the setup of the stars so that we will do. So he explains. That means the person is going to say, well, this day it's fitting to do this particular thing. And he intends to do this. Or this day it's not fitting to do a certain act. And then you don't do it. So you'll do, you choose a day. This is a proper day to do it. This is not a proper day to do it. This is prohibition is based on Hashem saying in Devarim, it says, Don't find amongst you, shall be not found a ma'oinen. What is a ma'oinen? Ma'oinen means a person of time who tells you, this is a good time or a bad time. The language, the, the prohibition is duplicated in Vayikra, in Perikutas Pasikhavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
also motions, quick motions with the hand, so that a person sees it, he, it appears to him, it seems to him, that they're not true. So, you know, what, 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 you know he, he imagines, he sees something, which he sees one thing, but it's not really the right thing. Uh, like we see that they always do these kind of things. Somebody takes uh, a string in his hands, puts it into the corner of his garment. Everybody sees, and then he takes out a snake. Or he throws a ring into the ear, and then he takes it out from a person's mouth who's in front of him. He takes it out. And those are these kinds of tricks, uh, magic, and these are holding your eyes, which is public by the people. All acts of this is prohibited. One who does them is called hold your eyes imagine and that's a type of a type of sorcery and therefore you would get lashes this also includes one who steals meaning he uh, uh, makes you believe uh, people's think you know they think one way going of dasabrius the loss, the Rambam says, that this causes is tremendous, very big. Because things that are actually totally impossible all of a sudden become possible in the eyes of the fools and the women and the children. And their thought gets trained to accept impossible things and to think that they're already possible. And that they could happen. So understand this, the Rambam says, that um, the damage that comes from starting to believe things that are not real, it later on, I guess, goes and expresses itself in many other areas. They start believing things that are not true. And that's the great damage that comes from these kinds of acts. Mitzvahs of the Rambam, this is the prohibition number 33, the mitzvah Lamed Gimel. This is the warning against what's called nichosh. The nachosh means to guess and to uh, predict uh, things. As the Rambam explains, the, usually the people say, oh, since I've come back today from my trip, that means I won't be successful today. He's predicting I'm not going to be successful just because I came back from my trip today. Or... The first thing that I see today is this item. That means that I'm going to be profiting today in such a, a way. This type of nichush, of predictions, of things that will happen, is very common amongst the uh, nations, the foolish nations. Anyone who would act according to that kind of nichush would get lashes. Because the verse states in Dvarim Yud Ches Yud, it says, should not be found amongst you. This is a prohibition. So this Nichush is prohibited. And the Rambam says this has already actually been repeated, this command in Vayikra Perik Yutas Pasik Havav. The Pasik also says, Loi 
Tinachashu. The language of the Sifri is as follows. He says, Menachesh kigoyna oimer, nofla pita mipi, nofla maklai miyodi, over nochosh miyimini vishual mismoili. A person would predict to the nichosh would be like if he would say, oh, my bread fell out of my mouth. Oh, uh, my stick fell out of my hand. Uh, a snake passed me on the right side. Uh, a fox passed me on the left side. These are all kinds of things. Since they happen, that means somebody. And the sifra, uh, they say, he gives a little bit of a different. He says, those are predicting by using a chulda, that would be a weasel. Uh oh. And that would be uh, uh, birds, the stars, or any other things that are making their prediction based on these things. The details of this mitzvah have also been articulated in the seventh chapter of Shabbos and in the Tesephus of Shabbos. Um, the prohibition number. 48 in the Sefer HaMitzvah of the Rambam HaMitzvah HaMemches This is the warning that we've been warned not to form a covenant with those who are the heretics he's speaking of specifically those worship idol worshippers, those who live in the land of Israel and to just uh, allow them to stay quiet in their denial, in other words let them do what they want we are not allowed, it says, we're talking about the seven nations over here that occupied the land of Israel. And this is what Hashem says in the, ver, in the verse, in the Varim Perikzayim Pasik base, the Dreisari base. It says, Loi Sichres Lahem Bris. Don't form with them a covenant. Uh, so the covenant means don't just say it's okay, but that's, that's a prohibition. We already explained in the positive mitzvah. In the mitzvah number 187, Kuf Pei Zayin, that the uh, war that takes place of the seven nation and anything that is associated with the seven nations is fitting to count it as one of the mitzvah. And it is not considered like a mitzvah which doesn't apply for the generations. One of the rules, one of the struggles that the Rambam was with the what exactly is uh, is counted as a mitzvah. And one of the things is that mitzvahs that don't apply for generations to come do not really count in the number of the mitzvahs. But he says, as he explained in Kuf Zayin, that there is a difference with those mitzvahs and associated with the seven nations. They are part of the number of the mitzvahs of the 613 mitzvahs. So we're doing the prohibition in the Sefer HaMitzvahs number 50. This is a mitzvah HaMashlima Chamishin, the mitzvah which completes 50. Um, this is the warning that we have been warned not to have pity on those who worship idols. And we aren't allowed to praise in any way anything that is designated to Abu Zorah. Can't praise it. This is what we learn from Hashem saying, Omri Yisala, He's saying, Veloi Sechonim. This is a verse in Deuteronomy 7 2, Dvarim Zayim Beis. 
that it says loisichonim. What does it mean loisichonim? By tradition, we understand it that it means loy titan lehemchein. Don't give them any grace. Don't praise them in any way. If even a person who worships idols, who is a beautiful looking, has a nice, uh, uh, nice, nice looking person. You're not allowed to say about this person, oh, this guy is beautiful, or uh, his shape is, or nice face, as the Gemara explains this. The Gemara of the Zorah, in Yerushalmi, now we're talking about anybody who has, who's worshipping idols. In the Gemara of the Zorah, in Yerushalmi, it says that there is a prohibition of giving them grace. And this way, the, the giving them grace is actually a prohibition. The Sefer Amitzvah, the Rambam, the Mitzvah, the Aleph, the prohibition number 51. Um, so, in this case, the Mitzvah, the the prohibition, the Rambam warns, says the warning is, the Torah has warned us that we're not allowed to live, those who worship idols live in our land, in Eretz Yisrael, so that we don't learn from their uh, heritage and for their kefira, we don't learn from them. That's the Pasuk says in Shmois, Perik of Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Gimel, They shall not sit in your land, lest they will cause you to sin to me. And even the Rambam says that the Goy wants to pass in our settlements. It's still not permitted. You know, in other words, maybe temporarily, we're not allowed to. Unless he accepts upon himself not to worship Avodah not to worship idols. Then he is permitted to live. That would be called a ger toshav, a convert that can, or a stranger that can settle, that can sit with you. Which means he, that you allow him because he doesn't do Avodah what does it mean? What does it mean? The Raman writes, Ger, somebody that lives, that means that he's permitted to live only in the land alone. It doesn't mean that he converted. He's not Jewish in any stretch of the imagination. It's just living there so that he can allow to live in, 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 in our land. And he also quotes from the sages. They said, Ezehu Ger Toishov, what is considered a Ger Toishov? One who accepted upon himself not to worship of a desire, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, so that means a ger toshav. But one who worships idols shall not live, we're not allowed to sell him property, and we're not allowed to rent him any property. And specifically, the explanation comes, it says, don't give them any resting place in the land, and the details of this mitzvah are articulated in Sanhedrin and in Avodah Zorah. Um, this is in the positive mitzvah of the Rambam, number 185, mitzvah kuf peihei. Now this is the mitzvah, the 185th mitzvah, is the command that we have been commanded to destroy all idol and all the houses of worship by using all kinds of destruction and destroying them in all kinds of ways. 
that is to break, to burn, to destroy, to cut down. That is, each kind of idols on the fitting way, how they are destroyed, as to say, to so to say, the, the definite way which you can achieve the purpose of destroying it, because the intent over here is, the Torah uses various language, but the intent is that there should be no remembrance left over from the idol. That's the, that's the purpose. Certain things you can, certain idols you cut down if it's a tree, certain if it's made out of stone you have to break it apart. So there's various different methods because there's various different avodah But the goal is to destroy it. This is based on what Hashem says, Omri Yisala, this is a Pasuk in Devarim Yud Beis Beis, Deuteronomy 12.2, it says, Abed Ta'abadun Eskol HaMikomos. Destroy, destroy, you should destroy all the places. Further, it says a Pasuk in Devarim, Zion Hay, Devarim chapter 7, verse 5, So that you shall do to them, their altars you should break apart. There's another verse that says in back in Devarim Yud Beis Gimel, where the first verse comes says it says also, you shall break apart their altars, their places of, sh- of service, which they uh, use as the Vedas Rabbi? Yes. Yeah, so now he says, while the Gemara in Sanhedrin, by the way, it says, uh, there is a mitzvah to say, the Gemara says there, there is a positive mitzvah about uh, about Avodah Zorah. The Gemara asks, what kind of a mitzvah is to say? What kind of positive mitzvah is there? Most of the time we know that the mitzvahs are prohibitions, not to worship Avodah Zorah. What kind of a positive mitzvah could there possibly be for Avodah Zorah? We're not supposed to worship Avodah Zorah. We're supposed to not, not, not. It's all no. So Rav Chizda interpreted it says, Vinitatstem, that breaking up the Avodah Zorah, that becomes the positive mitzvah. The language of the Sifri is, from where do you say that if you cut down an Asherah, Asherah is a tree that they worship, and it was exchanged, he changed it, I guess, and he planted it again, or it grew again, it grew again. So even ten times that you have to cut it down, so even if you did it once, it's not enough. You did it, you've changed it, you have to do it again. So that's why the duplicate language in the Pasik mentioned earlier, it says, Abed Tabadun. Destroy, destroy, you shall destroy. Why is there a duplicate language? To tell you that one time destroying is sufficient, but you gotta keep on doing it. Over there it also says in the Sifri that the Baditam is Shimomenamokumahu. The Pasik says you shall uh, have their name destroyed from that place. It says, Be'eres Yisrael, in Israel, you are supposed to chase after them to destroy them. But you are not instructed to chase after them and outside of Israel. This command to destroy idol worship or idols 
that applies to the land of Israel, not outside of the land of Israel.